You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. Good morning, Impact Nation. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The power of God is in this place. The anointing of God is pure and sure on today. Can you lift up your hands in the sanctuary and say, Father, you are great and greatly to be praised. Say, Father, on this morning, my prayer is that your spirit will have right away. Do something new in me. Do something fresh in me. Say, Spirit of the living God, have your way. If you pray a sincere prayer on this morning, can you put your hands together and give God praise? You're not applauding for me. You're not applauding for yourself. You're giving our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the standing ovation that he's due. Come on, come on, come on. Bless him. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah. Look at the person standing closest to you, square the eye, and say, you don't even realize it. You're worshiping next to a miracle. Now, what I want you to do is, is find someone else to look at because the correct response would have been to give God glory for the fact that you are a miracle. So we're going we're gonna to try it one more time. Look at that same person square in the face and say, neighbor, what you don't know this morning is that you're worshiping next to a miracle. <laughs> see, see, during this season, we got to learn how to rock with people who rock with us. We're going to learn how to roll with people who celebrate us. Is there anybody who came this morning not only to celebrate God and celebrate yourself, but to celebrate what God is doing in your neighbor's life? If you see what God is doing in your neighbor's life, bless God, not just for your anointing, but for their anointing as well. Just a few, few very powerful and pertinent announcements before I get started this morning with the word. Um, next Sunday, um, November 19th, we will feed the homeless at Family Life Restoration Center from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. We have a sign-up sheet in the back in the Grand Lobby area, actually, and uh, you can actually sign up to donate cooked items as well as time slots available to serve. So we're going to do um, somewhat of a potluck. Now, now, um, we, we want you to make plans to prepare your best dish. Not anything that you want to experiment and try out on somebody else. All right? All right? So if you burn rice, you cook, cook the green beans. If you, if you can't cook green beans, go to Publix and donate a cake. Right. I look at your neighbor and say, let's, let's, be, let's do, do right. Say, do right by me. 
so you have a sign-up sheet in the lobby area and we need for all of our partners to participate and we're going to wear our I Believe shirts on next week and we're going to converge upon the Family Life Restoration Center which is right up the street maybe a mile and a half away from our church put your hands together and bless God for outreach um, I tell you, um, over the last couple of weeks, all things have been glow. All things have been glow. I mean, straight up, straight up, straight up. And it was absolutely amazing. Glow Conference 2020. Wasn't it amazing? <laughs> now we got to pivot back to I believe. Tell somebody, I believe. Um, the, the I Believe campaign has kicked off and the renovation is absolutely amazing. You're going to get a chance to get a little insight, give you a little, little sneak preview as to what's taking place upstairs. Amen. So our I Believe campaign is in full effect. Our next big gift Sunday is November the 19th. You can give towards your pledged amount anytime by visiting any of our giving platforms and adding a note that simply says, I believe, I believe. Um, um, I believe over $80,000 has been pledged, and I believe, I need to get the exact numbers, I believe almost $25,000 have already been turned in, all right? So, so the, the campaign is on point. There are those of us who are still determining um, how we want to engage and what we want to pledge. We ask that you please do so as we are in faith and believing God to build out this academy debt-free. You caught that. We're going to do this debt free. Look at today because we can do this together. And then on December the 3rd, we will have our next new member orientation um, slash growth track immediately following our worship experience. For all of our new partners, thank you so much for being patient with us. Like I said, for the last couple of weeks and months, all things have been glow. So we are getting back focused with our next growth track and new member orientation. You will receive initial correspondence this week. Please respond accordingly so we can adequately prepare. How many of you all are excited to be a part of a church? that's on the move for God doing big big things for the kingdom amen amen now now I have a word that I want to share with you this morning that I believe will prove to be prophetic um, I, I taught you over the last few weeks that the enemy comes twice he comes right before God blesses you and right after God blesses you he comes before God blesses you to distract your faith. He comes right after God blesses you to discourage your faith. But on today, our faith will not be distracted. Our faith will not be discouraged. Our faith will only be determined to experience realized destiny. Look at your neighbor square in the face and say, don't get it twisted. My faith is not distracted or discouraged my faith is determined because I believe that he which hath begun a good work in me will perform it until the day Christ returns if you speak truth on today put your blessed hands together and give God praise in this place we have been talking about being deputized to dominate we've been talking about living our lives by faith and lady t came last week with the ladies of impact and, and our our supporters and and she encouraged us to believe god and go for it 
but do not think that the enemy is going to just allow you to go forward without trying to interfere with what God is doing whenever there is supernatural advancement there will be satanic agitation can I say that one more time whenever there is supernatural advancement there will be satanic agitation my show of hands over the last few weeks last few months last few days have you experienced some unusual demonic activity satanic agitation well bishop came to prepare you for that on this morning because in the end we will win because we wrestle not against flesh and blood um we got some demons some imps that are agitated but we understand also that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above what God knows about you God knows that you are healed God knows that you are blessed God knows that you are delivered God knows that you are prosperous God knows you have peace of mind so anything that comes against that God says it is already defeated because of what he knows about you so you must not be distracted by what the enemy says but you must always remind yourself about what God says amen and having said that please turn your Bibles to the gospel as recorded by st. Matthew St. Matthew chapter 5, and I'm only going to read two verses into your hearing on today. Amen. God bless you and thank you for being here this morning. You know, there's some people who came last week for three days and they think that God owes them time. So they took off today. <laughs> but thank God for those of you who are here. And I ain't throwing off on nobody, maybe there's someone who's not here for the general reason. But we bless God for those of us who are here. Amen. We appreciate you. Amen. Matthew 5, verses 11 and 12. Scripture says, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Here it is, something strange. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you. On this morning as Holy Spirit your God, I'm going to teach from this theme and topic, criticism. Ain't nothing but a sign that you're blessed. Look at your neighbor and scream at him and say, criticism. Tell him ain't nothing but a sign that you are blessed Holy Spirit speak in this place you may be seated in the presence of our living Lord pioneering evangelist George Whitfield learned that it was more important to please God than to please man knowing in his heart that he was doing what honored God kept him from discouragement when he was falsely accused by his enemies. At one point in his ministry, Whitfield received a vicious letter accusing him of wrongdoing. 
His reply was courteous and concise. He said, and I quote, thank you so much for your letter. Concerning what you and my other enemies are saying against me, please understand, I know far worse things about myself than anything you can ever say about me. I know far worse things about myself than anything you can ever say about me. Can I say that one more time for the folk in the back? I know far worse things about myself than anything you can ever say about me. With love in Christ, George Whitfield. Notice now, George didn't try to defend himself. He was much more concerned about pleasing God. For he read the holy writ that says in Proverbs 16 and 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies at peace with him. Can't tell you this morning, I'm almost done. Criticism ain't nothing but a sign that you are blessed. What matters in life is not what others think about you, but rather what you believe about yourself. On today, do yourself a favor and begin to believe about yourself what God thinks about you. Scripture says in 1 Peter 2 and 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who has called you out of darkness over into his marvelous light. Scripture says that you are above only and never beneath. You are the head and not the tail. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed when you go out and you're blessed when you come in. Scripture says that because the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. Scripture says that you are the anointed of God. You are the called of God. You are the kept of God. You are healed. You are delivered. You are set free. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength and ain't no weapon formed against you has been given permission by God to prosper. Open up your mouth and say, I know who I am. <laughs> the Bible is definite and detailed in describing God's biased disposition toward you. But life has taught you that some people don't feel the same way. People will talk about you. Well, some of y'all looking at me like you ain't ever been talked about. People will talk about you. Uh-oh, just in case you don't know, Brittany, people will lie on you. People will even lie to you. People will mistreat you and take you for granted because they misinterpret your meekness for weakness, your patience for tolerance, and your maturity for passivity. Ah, but don't get it twisted. Just because I don't respond doesn't mean that I'm afraid to engage. It just means that certain personalities, persuasions, and proclivities don't warrant my attention. Let me say it to you this way. Before you respond, consider the source. 
because some people don't qualify to offend you. If you ain't on my faith level, if you ain't on my life level, why in the world would I stop building my wall, Nehemiah, to come and see what Tobiah and Sanibalot has to say? I got a word for you. I got a word for you. Outgrow the drama produced and perpetuated by petty people. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the center section. You have reached a place of spiritual maturity where you must outgrow the drama produced and perpetuated by petty people. It's a distraction. And some of you can't clap too loud because you pet. I came to preach to you too because you need to be delivered. People will defame your name. People will betray your trust. Why? Because betrayal is common among those who have no conviction of character. And character is not something that can be proven through random acts of kindness. It can only be proven or discerned by those of us who possess it. That's why I can meet you for the first time and you be a man or woman of character and it feels like I've known you all my life. Because character cannot be proven through random. Anybody can do the right thing for a short time to get what they want. But can you still do right by people when people do wrong by you? Uh, uh, Jesus said, Elder Wayne, blessed are you when Negroes talk about you. I want to hear that, Jesus. Because I got a Peter disposition and I want to buck back. I want to swing back. I was rocking with you, Jesus. I heard you when you said in the Beatitudes, your little sermon on the Mount, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I was rocking with you until you said, blessed are you when Negroes revile you and speak all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. I know your name is powerful, but they're talking about Tyrone. I don't like that. Jesus said, Jesus said, blessed are you when men, people revile, criticize, and insult you. In spite of what naysayers say about you, remember this, it ain't nothing but a sign that you blessed. And let me tell you something, you out here talking about you deputized to dominate, you don't just have dunamis, but you have exousia. We're around here talking about, you know, you going to believe God and go for it. Don't you know the devil that's working through your enemies don't want you to go for it? Don't you know that, that, that the enemy is going to try to do everything in his power to prevent you from progressing forward. See, if you ain't moving, he ain't messing with you. Because scripture says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But if you ain't moving nowhere with your life, goodness and mercy 
ain't got nothing to follow. Goodness and mercy only follows those who are in motion. God help me. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, goodness and mercy will only follow those who are in motion. Ask him, are you moving? I know you talking. I know you praying. I know you fasting. But are you moving? Why you pray? Move. Why you fast? Move. Why you quote scripture? Move. We walk by faith and not by. Oh, in spite of what they say say about you, remember this: it ain't nothing but a sign that you're blessed. You a child of God. You redeemed and blood washed. You are joint heirs with Christ. You are more than a conqueror. Your house is blessed. Your seed is blessed. And everything that pertains to your name is blessed because you are a child of God. You are a supernatural survivor because most people died in what you lived through. You don't even understand who you sitting next to. Look at your neighbor and say, do you really understand who you sitting next to? Do you understand the lie I, I, I outlived? Y'all didn't see you. Do you, under, do you really understand the lie I outlived? Do you really understand how I had the opportunity to die, but I chose to live because he said the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and that you may have it. I refuse to die when he told me to live. Ah, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I refuse to die when God told me I can live. Your mind is alive. Your marriage is alive. Your money is alive. Your spirit is alive. Your joy is alive. Your faith is alive. Your anointing. I refuse to die when God told me I can live. And I don't need your permission to live. Uh, uh, sit down. Sit down. Although I walk in the midst of trouble, scripture says, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my enemy with your right hand. Yeah. You save me. That right hand in scripture represents the hand of authority, a hand of power. Somebody raise up your right hand. You may be left-handed, but God says with his right hand, he's going to use his power to save you. Someone say criticism. Ain't nothing but a sign that you're blessed. Jesus never wasted time answering his critics. I'm trying to help you, Autumn, because you just graduated with your master's degree from a very prestigious university. You got it going on. Everybody ain't well with you. Elder Emma, you, you, you just pulled a major Holy Ghost Mac move. And that you got married at this stage in your life. All these folk ain't happy with you. And watch all these folk who hug Elder, or Brother Moss and act like they don't see you. That's just a little word from the Lord I gave you. You are deceived to believe that everybody is happy with your, with your motion when they're in a stagnated state. 
But Jesus of glory never wasted time answering critics. He focused on his assignment. He kept his attention on the fulfillment of his purpose. How they talking in Mark chapter 3? Jesus was accused of being filled with devils, but he paid them no attention. In Mark chapter 14, Jesus is placed on trial in a Jewish court. In verse 56, the Bible says that many testified falsely against him. Verse 6 says, Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Why? Because when you're filled with truth, you shouldn't waste your time responding to lies. Look at your neighbor square in the face like you ain't scared of them nor their mama and say, neighbor, when you're filled with truth, you ain't got time to waste responding to lies. It's a demonic distraction. It's a satanic trick. Nehemiah is a trap set by the enemy meant to sidetrack you from the success of building your wall. Look at your neighbor and say, baby, build your wall. Build it until you're satisfied. Build it until heaven applause. Build it until you give the devil a stroke and a nervous breakdown. transmission in an effort to keep the company's location concealed. When you are enduring the warfare of criticism, sometimes you've got to go silent. Are y'all getting something from this? I'm here one more time. When you are enduring, and that's what it is, it's warfare. When you are enduring the warfare of criticism, sometimes you've got to go silent because the enemy will often tell a lie to get you to prematurely reveal the truth of your location. 
I don't know. I could be wrong. But I believe the reason Joseph ended up in a pit was because he prematurely revealed what God had promised. Now, now God used the pit. He, he used the lot hole in Potiphar's house. And, and he used the prison to ultimately get Joseph to the palace, but who knows if he may not, he may not have to go through such an intense transition if he had not revealed his promise prematurely. Stop telling folk all your purpose business. See, that's, that's another thing how I love Elder Emma. I'm gonna talk about you. That's another, that's another thing how I love how Elder Emma Rock. She showed up at Impact with her husband. And she didn't tell none of y'all what was going on. She, she stepped up in church one Sunday. Ella Moss was on her arm, and she said, this is my husband. For about a year, she implemented radio silence. Because some folk don't need to know what's going on before they can see it. Because if you show it to them before it's time, they'll try to sabotage. Let me move from there. Save yourself some pain by not prematurely revealing what God has promised. Look at, that's a word for somebody. Can you all look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, save yourself some pain by not prematurely revealing what God has promised. Stop putting all your business on Facebook. Some of y'all lying anyway. Stop putting all your business on Instagram. Some of y'all using filters anyway. Stop telling and texting all of your business because the people that you're telling and texting don't care nothing about what you're going through. Never, y'all get something from this. Never waste time answering critics. Often critics are people who have failed to reach a desired goal. Therefore, they attempt to keep you from reaching yours. Someone said that criticism is the verbal expression of what the non-achiever actually feels about himself. Critical people build their lives trying to destroy the lives of others. Criticism is also an indirect form of self-boasting. And you should never allow someone to esteem themselves at the expense of demeaning you. Boy, if this ain't blessing you, it's blessing me. Can I help you? Distance yourself from critical people. I'm going to say it again. Distance yourself away from critical people. Get away from them. And I pray for you because what's happened is you've grown dependent on the dysfunction of their dialogue. So much so that any voice will do. You just want to hear the voice of someone. You're afraid of being alone, so at least they're here. They tear me down. They sabotage my success, but at least they're here. I want to be by myself. I would rather 
be by myself than to be with someone who robs me of myself. Look at him and say, neighbor, I would rather be myself, be by myself than to be with someone who robs me of myself. Sometimes you have to love yourself enough to leave. Who am I talking to? Who am I talking to? On today, I'm trying to tell you to distance yourself from people who tear you down. How tragic it is for a sincere heart to be connected to a critic who makes it bleed. Can I say it again? How tragic it is for a sincere heart to be connected to a critic who makes it bleed. Proverbs 14 and 7 says, stay away from a foolish man. For you will not find knowledge on his lips. Distance yourself from your critics. Jesus did not feel obligated to answer his critics. He never wasted time on people who were trying to trap him. He was too busy healing Peter's mother-in-law when she had a fever unto death. He was too busy stopping by the pool of Bethesda. Healing a man who had been lame and impotent for 38 years. He didn't ask his critics. He was too busy feeding multitudes, thousands with two fish and five biscuits. He was too busy having sessions with blind Bonimaeus. Healing his eyes, causing him to see. He never responded to his critics, he always responded to the need of the people. When will you stop responding to critics and start responding to your purpose? Because when you are focused on your purpose, you don't even realize that people are talking. I remember when I moved back home to Jacksonville, Florida, to work in my daddy's ministry, I mean, we were shaking and moving. We were making some big moves. Things would happen. And I told you, whenever there's supernatural advancement, there will be satanic agitation. And my auntie, um, 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 Evangelist Mac, eh, uh, Elder Tina, or uh, Auntie Tina is what we call her. She came up to me one service, after one service, and she said, baby, come here. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, don't you be concerned about what any of these folk got to say. I said, auntie, I didn't know they was talking. She said, baby, stay right there. And let me tell you something. If you're advancing, if you're moving my faith, somebody talking. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. If you are shaking and moving, the devil is mad and he's talking, trying to form a mob to stop your mobility. But I came to tell somebody on today that while the devil is forming his mob, God is making your miracle. Is there anybody in this place who can stand up on your feet and say while the devil is forming his mob, God is preparing my miracle and I'm going to receive every miracle, every healing, every deliverance, and 
sit down. I'm just about done. I'm just about done. Um, Jesus never wasted time on people who were trying to trap him. He responded to hunger. He responded to thirst. Brittany, he responded to positive requests instead of negative rhetoric. Jesus responded to his seekers, not his haters. Jesus spent his time with people who celebrated him, not people who just tolerated him. You owe absolutely nothing to your critic, not even a response. Did you hear me? Now, this is going to be, for some of us, it's going to be challenging. Because, Tanya, I know, I know, you slap me, I'm going to slap you back. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna I want to give you a double anointing. I want to slap you twice with both hands at the same time. But you owe nothing to your critic, Elder Wayne, not even a response. And can I tell you something? When you don't respond, you make them look stupid. Y'all ever seen a dog barking at the moon? Dumb dog. But what if the moon ever answered back? The moon ever answered back. The moon has just validated the dog. And actually, you actually give credence and validity to their criticism when you lower your standard to respond. So you can't afford to respond because you can't come down to that level. Am I making sense to you? Well, come on, somebody, put your hands together and give God glory. I'm just about done. You owe nothing to a critic, not even a response. Proverbs 23 and 9 says, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Jesus says rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You ain't the first one that folk talked about. They talked about Jesus and he died so that we could live and they talked about who you died for. You think folk ain't going to talk about you? There was a young lady who was attending our church a long time ago. Someone said a long time ago. Well, she came to me and she said, Bishop, God gave me a dream. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister to millions. I said, okay, God bless you. I'll be praying for you. And she called me one day and said, Bishop, I'm about to leave your church because such and such and such was talking about me. I said, wait a minute, babe. I said, you just told me that God was going to bless you to minister to millions and you're going to run because one person talked about you? So he won't put no more on you, then you can bear. That wasn't just talking about trouble. It's also talking about triumph. Ask somebody, you can't handle somebody talking about you? If you don't have haters, you're not as blessed as you think you are. If the oil on your life ain't making somebody mad, you are not as anointed as you think you are. I want the type of oil and favor on my life that will give my enemy indigestion. 
God ain't going to talk. Is that, am I the only one? I want the type of oil and grace on my life that will make my enemy need to take some tongues. Because it don't make any sense, hear me, for someone who went through what he went through, who went through what she went through, for God to bless them like that. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. You don't deserve it, but he still does it for you. Is there anybody in this place who is thankful that your future doesn't match your past? Is there anybody in this place who is thankful that your dysfunction doesn't disqualify you from your destiny? Y'all ain't talking to me, y'all. Is there anybody in this place who is thankful that he keeps your mess hidden? I told you, I told you, I told you during the incipient stage of my message, and there are worse things I know about me that you would never say about me. But he covers me. Is there anybody who can give God a 15-second praise for the covering? Y'all ain't praising him. Can you give God a 15-second praise? Because God has covered what you know about yourself and what he knows about you. He's keeping it from other folk. Thank you for your covering. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. That's why, Stovall, you can't be concerned about people. Because people will judge you and throw you away on speculation when God loves and accepts you with the evidence. He knew I would do it. He saw me do it. And he loves me anyway. He knew I would do it. He saw me do it. And he loves me anyway. When other people heard that you did it, have no proof that you did it, and choose to judge and hate you. So who are you going to spend your time trying to please? People or the God who gave you the promise? <laughs> so I got to know, Bishop, why am I being criticized? Why is the devil trying to take me out? Can I tell you? Because you're making a difference. Because you blessing somebody. Because you had a chance to die, but you chose to live. Because your life is a better marketing strategy than any marketing team can ever come up with. You know why? Because there is no greater marketing strategy in a church than a Lazarus that God raised from the dead. I want to know, do I have any Lazaruses in the house on today? Do I have anybody that God raised from the dead? I mean, he gave you back your joy. He gave you back your peace. He gave you back your mind. He gave you back proper perspective. He gave you back your purpose. He gave you back your passion. You ain't acting like you got up. If somebody raised me from the dead, I'll be tearing this church up. If somebody got, if somebody brought my mind back, I'll be giving God. I'll be like David. I will bless the Lord at all times. This praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast of the Open up your mouth and say, he did it just for me. Say, he did it just for me. 
Sit down. That's why you're being criticized, Dana, because you're making a difference. He goes on to tell them why they're being criticized. He says in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. You give this joint taste. You give it, you give it flavor. You take away the blandness of the world and that you are the salt of the earth. Then he says, you are the light. Oh, the world. Anybody up in here shining this morning? Anybody glowing this morning? <laughs> if you shining and if you're glowing, can you just stand up on your feet and say, I got to shine, I got to glow. And it's called the anointing of God. We used to sing in vacation Bible school, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine all in my neighborhood. I'm gonna let it shine on my job, in the school. I'm gonna let my light. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Here it is, elevation. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. This is the season when God is going to illuminate you and lift you so that the world can see. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm about to be illuminated and lifted. So I'm about to be lifted and illuminated. He's about to take me higher and my shine is about to get brighter. Look at your neighbor and say, my shine is about to get brighter. And he's lifting me higher. Every round goes higher in him. Every depth goes deeper in him. Is there anybody in this place who's ready to be illuminated and lifted in the house? Open up your mouth and say, take me higher, Jesus. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. God says, you about to light up your house. You about to light up everywhere that you go, darkness has to step back. I'm going to say every place that you go, darkness has to step back. Is there anybody in this place, you had to do some stepping so that the enemy can retreat? Is there anybody in this place who can step up on your feet and understand that whenever you move forward, the devil has to move backwards? The reason that the enemy is able to square up with you is because you refuse to advance forward. But I can't even tell you that this is a season of more grace, abundance, overflow, resources, and advancement. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, get to stepping because when you move forward the enemy has to move back when you advance the enemy will retreat the reason that the enemy is standing his ground is because you want to advance forward and his position ain't nothing but a facade as soon as you move forward he can't do nothing but retreat Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will. You know what that word flee means? You ever seen an old mangy dog? A mangy dog, a mangy mutt. You don't have extended dialogue with that dog. What you say? One word. Get! I 
need for somebody to look at the devil. You ain't got to quote no scripture. You already got power. Just look at that book and say, get. Get out of my house. Get out of my marriage. Get out of my money. Get, 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 get. I ain't gonna hoop, almost hoop, but I ain't gonna let it go there. Nah, 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 nah. I feel victory in the house. Slap your neighbor high five and say, we got the victory. So the devil is getting and we're advancing. I'm done. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your Let your light, not your drama. Yeah, y'all sit down on your own. Sit down. I want you to get caught nowhere. Let your light, not your issue. See, your issue is for you and God to deal with. Or you and whoever you got an issue with in God. Not for you, God, and Facebook. Not for you, God, and Instagram. Y'all gonna learn, cause, cause everybody checking out your, your pages. Some of y'all got a, a pink slip. You don't even try to figure out where it came from, cause your employee saw your page. One of the first things I do, I'm about to reveal something. One of the first things I do when somebody signed to be on the praise team, I go to their Facebook page. I go to IG, because if I see some of this, you ain't going to be up here. No, well, you remember this? We, we, somebody said a long time ago. Somebody said a long time ago. Somebody said a long time ago. We didn't do our due diligence, and a stripper made it to the stage. I said, Lord, I wonder if some folk came to church and saw Diamond leading worship. Sapphire, we got to get you sanctified before you lead worship. Brother Brown, we got to do our due diligence, D.L. Brown. Because you can't strip on Saturday and lead worship on Sunday. Got to get you saved. It's not a good look for the kingdom. No, stand up. I'm done. Stand up. No, stand up. No. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify you. It ain't about you. Gonna glorify your Father which is in heaven. Man, I feel the anointing of God in this place. If you feel the power and the presence of God in this place, come on, stand to your feet. Put your hands together and give God praise in this place. God told me to prepare you for the attack of the enemy. Do you hear me? He told me to prepare you for the attack of the enemy. Because it's coming if you're not already engaged with it. But your critic doesn't even deserve a response from you. As a matter of fact, it's only evidence that you're doing what God told you to do. 
<laughs> Can you give God praise for having a heart and a mind to do what he's telling you to do? Come on, I want to pray for you. Come real quick. We're looking real good on time. Come real quick. Come on. Come on. church it's not an average church this is a church where your pastor is intentional with empowering you to be who God has called you to be we're not just coming having church yeah we've come to be challenged to be molded and cultivated into the champion that God has called us to be that's what I'm about you have some pastors who have healing ministries, some pastors who have deliverance ministries. I am a pastor who was anointed by God to empower you to pursue your purpose. That's who I am. Follow me as I follow Christ. My purpose is to please God. My purpose is to obey the voice of God. Sometimes Sandra God would tell you to do things that are difficult. But if you stay true to him, through the process of time, he'll reveal his true purpose. This is a season where you are to pursue what it is that God has called you to do. And I'm not just talking about pursuing jobs, houses, and cars, and superficial things. This is the season for us to pursue a deeper relationship with God. I believe that our theme for 2024 is going to be 2024, the year, all things Jesus. The year when his name is to be lifted. Because we get so stuck, Shande, on pursuing superficial things. And we forget about the name that is above every name and it's impossible for you to lift up his name and you not be lifted 
Did you hear me? It's impossible for you to lift up his name and you not be lifted. The reason why some of us are in such a base state is because we're lifting up every other name except the only name that matters. All things Jesus. All things Jesus. Somebody said, all things Jesus. not deceived by this world Christianity is not a white man's religion no 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 he died so that all men could live and if it helps you he was a Palestinian Jew who was born in Africa and when Herod was trying to kill him his family took him to Africa and a white-haired, blue-eyed baby could not hide out among black people. So this stuff the enemy tries to perpetuate, this mess you see online that you buy into, read your Bible. I'm smart too. Lift up your hands. The, the, the power that I feel in this house. The anointing that I feel in this house. God is adding souls to the church such as should be saved. I believe that in 2024 we're going to experience growth on a whole new level because we're going to lift up the name Jesus. Father, we love you and we praise you. We thank you for these precious hearts who are in this sacred space that we call sanctuary. We will not be distracted, we will not be discouraged by the tactics of the enemy because we understand that criticism ain't nothing but a sign that we are blessed. We appreciate you, we love you. Help us to maintain our faith and our focus. Help us to maintain both our faith and our focus as we pursue what it is that you have called us to do. Saw you when men shall revile to you, persecute you, and say all manner of evil against you, falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. God, great is our reward in heaven, and you're also blessing us and rewarding us in the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We give him all praise, honor, and glory in the mighty, matchless name of Christ we pray. And we say thank God, bless God, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise in the house. Come on, give God praise in the house. Yeah, give him glory in the house. As you go back to your seat, hug at least three people and tell them we're going to make it. Tell three people we're going to make it as you go back to your seat. Oh. Let the power say, the Holy Ghost, fall, anointing, say anointing. Anointing, fall, say it again, anointing. I'm anointing to say. Anointing. Come on, y'all. Let's just see it that entire at this time as she's going to live for now service.
Thank you, praise team. Thank you. There is something unorthodox, something a little different that I'm getting ready to do. I want to give you a sneak preview and a sneak. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.